this is Jeff Combs. You're listening to Nightmare Junket. Get a job at a sideshow. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that always takes two shots from the hair of the dog that bit us or six <laughs> my name is greg d i'm genius McGee. and on today's episode we're back in walden and we're reflecting on a month-long things that happen in horror journey <laughs> as we take stock with our annual halloween hangover episode uh, and uh if you would like to listen in to us at a very low volume, yes. all you need to do is simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your ASMR hole. And of course, we are all out on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face where we again have an Avengers tab, which again leads to shenanigans and honk if you like shenanigans. I would even say city shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is releasing on Friday, November 6th, that Screenland Armor, again, they have you uh, your genre needs covered indoors. Outdoors. And virtually. Uh-huh. And on that Friday, we have our latest Friday Night Fright. And we're going all the way back to 1984 mm-hmm. to one of the decade-defining films, yeah. which uh, allowed this the very same filmmaker, Wes Craven... Where are your boyfriend now? Going back to Elm Street. Oh, we're going to be doing the Freddy. Trust me, if you, sho- <laughs> if you show up early, we will be doing the Freddy <laughs> with the pre-show there. Now, we've had a blast here lately with those, and then looking... When you're heading into class, and where's your hall pass? It's the Freddy. <laughs> where's your hall pass? <laughs> you know, I guess it's been a while since we've covered anything Freddy-based where, has been. where we don't get that laugh, where we need that laugh in our life at this point. You know, we need the laughter. Yeah, yeah. Be it Freddy. Laughter through the fears. Yeah, it's, that's my favorite. <laughs> but then that following Friday, as we like to always let you know here, we are staying within the decade of the 80s. Mm-hmm. We're staying within the Mount Rushmore of 80s horror icons. Because it's going to be a special Friday Night Frights. It's going to be a Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. We're going to Camp Crystal Lake. Yes, we are. With the final chapter. Bum, bum, bum. Part four. One of the greats. Which, if, uh, if depending on who you ask, and with me especially, I'm a fan of four, two, and six. The even ones. Yep. And depending, it's kind of the, uh, the Star Trek theory. Mm-hmm. And depending on my mood, part four for me kind of is the pinnacle of... Of a Friday the Thirteenth film because it's scary. It's got and it's got a genuinely good story. And it got a great cast. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Crispin Glover does the dance. Uh huh. Well, then <laughs> that weekend indoors, check this out as a double feature if mm-hmm. you're a genre fan. Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. Not want my Nazi scalps. Followed that up with the Green Room. Ooh, anti-Nazi yes. double feature. Very very good with that. You know one. what? Fuck Nazis. Oh yeah, Nazi punks. The fuck fuck off. off. Oh, um. Uh, it's not Screenland, but on November 6th, um, we're doing Quarantino Ween, and I'm going to be moderating a panel with the cast and crew of Puppet Killer, Spirit Animal, um, Velocipastor, Uncle Peckerhead, 
and Rad Chad from Scare Package. Okay, now all of those, almost like three of those films, you could have seen at, at Panic Fest. Yes. Now, uh, where can now? What was the convention again? Quarantinoween.com. Okay, perfect. And then Genius is going to be moderating a panel. And mm-hmm. the, the best part is, if you actually go back to our Panic Fest Dispatch episodes. Multiple ones where we've got we're talking with Lisa and all them. Yeah, so we're talking to them already, and it's going to be great to talk to them again. But I'm also excited to talk to Rad Chad and Velocipaster, and that's going to be slick because I love me some more comedies, and and it's free. It's a free event, so oh, that's even better. Yeah, so definitely go check it out. Please do, please do, and then save your energy because then, and this is one that's going to be a first timer for me, Mm -hmm. which is kind of embarrassing to admit, but they are playing. King Kong from 1933. Oh, King Kong is dope, dude. King Kong is slick. I remember uh, they used to have those movies. They would have those old universal black and white shits down on the uh, library way back in the day. And you can go and watch these movies, especially at Halloween time. And, like, yeah, I saw a lot of greats and I saw a lot of stinkers, like the Devil Bat I saw there with Bella Lugosi. But then I saw shit like King Kong. So you have... Even at a young age, you you realize that that's a magical ass movie. There's some good and some bad out there, though. Yeah, but they're always fun regardless. And then for the kids, actually, they're going to be screening The Corpse Bride. That's a cool movie. That's what, a, that's a great double feature for uh, families. It's actually not too bad at all. Yeah. Now that's indoors. Now of course outdoors. Uh, bundle up. You know, it's going to be a little bit chilly out there. There's but Toro's going to be in the atmosphere. Oh, if they only did bring it on. Oh. But there will be something that will be warming up Friday night, and that is going to be the bulge on the screen because we're going fantasy and puppets with the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And then the following night, it might be inconceivable, but Carl uh, Reiner's Princess Bride. That's a lot of good stuff. Not too bad, not too bad. And then virtually, of course, that following Saturday is going to be our latest Shutter shout-out. Mm-hmm. We're going to be asking the question, what's up, Doc? And we're going to be focusing on looking until we decide on two documentaries mm-hmm. that are going to be streaming on Shutter. Because there's a lot of good documentaries out there and a lot of, like, and some of them are, there's some pretty scary shit in there, too. Oh, absolutely. Whether it be true crime or whether we're going on a doomed journey, we yeah. Yes. don't know quite yet dealing with warlocks but that of course is free if you are you know viewing on shutter which you should be at this point but if you would like some extras which include a customized pre-show customized intro trailer reels and a post-film discussion mm-hmm. all you have to do is become a member of the screenland film family by heading on over to patreon.com screenland and of course, that is just the tip of the tier. Oh yeah, they've got the watch parties, the Screenland podcast, a number of other things. But if we're talking Patreon, and we're talking film family, hey, <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of a different kind of a Patreon pally. This is a, what we're going to call a Patreon apology. Hey, sorry. <laughs> so let's let let's talk here, genius. We are. If you all have noticed in the background, first and foremost, let's address. We are in Walden. Yes, we are. However, we're not in my Walden. We're in my Walden. We're on the Kansas side. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we are literally normally in the cozy confines of my backyard when we do the Walden episodes. We are in Genius's front porch. Mm-hmm. And we're Urban Walden. Living in the city. <laughs> so again, our apologies for the wild beasts you hear in the background that are a lot of cars, mm-hmm. trucks, and which is kind of awesome, actually, because we're in the wild. I dig it. I that's, dig that's it. what happens when we're in Walden, but <clears throat> speaking of the wild and things that happens that are out of our control. <laughs> wild and woolly. 
we've been doing Friday Night Frights now for a little bit, and we've had a blast with all the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are old-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of them have been first-timers yeah. for both of us, which is awesome. And then when we found out the lineup for Shocktober, we noticed that Rocky Horror Picture Show was going to be on there, mm-hmm. which we both perked up because... Yeah, we love Rocky Horror Picture Show. Huge fans. And what's interesting with the Rocky Horror Picture Show is you can technically say... There are multiple ways to watch it. Yes. There are multiple ways to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, many people enjoy the raucous, rowdy, they say it's the second script. Yeah. Performances where the audience is, is not is interactive. They are engaged. It is a wild, ra- crazy event. Props are thrown. It's just people are in costume. It's it's a spectacle. It's 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 an experience. It's the event. It's the event. That's when people think the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's what they're thinking of. That that is a way to experience it. Correct. Absolutely. I've experienced it like that many a time myself, and I've had a ball. And especially if you haven't, you should. Yeah. Uh, they de virginize you. There's a whole process. I mean, it's a legit experience. Mm-hmm. Now, there is also just the regular viewing experience, which is just you literally just watch, watch it. Watch the movie to enjoy watching the movie because it's a fun movie to watch. Can't be little flick. Sing along and have a great time. Then there's another way. And this is what we decided to do because, again, Friday Night Frights, for the most part, is a regular film series. Mm-hmm. Like, when we watch them, there's no interaction. You know, there's the, the cheering, the applause, things like that. Yeah, but, you know, we're not talking to the movies. We're right. Not, it doesn't engage that way. And we realize that because we're older now, you know, it's one of those things. And, and there's also a growing contingency of people who like the movie and want to watch the movie but don't really want the theatrical experience with people yelling behind them in their ear, especially if they're not familiar with the Right, especially for the first-timers. Correct. So we realized that, you know what, if we do this, we would like to do it in a a singing-only version where we're going to actually... Engage more than we normally would right. in a Friday Night Friday. And I would like to think that we would do that with Xanadu as well. Oh, and and if, we, if we show Streets of Fire, you know, I mean, because I think it's the genius litmus test. If I'm going to have a hard time not controlling my singing, I think other people are going to have a hard time not controlling the singing. That's fair. That's fair. Now, that being said, they purposely then uh, did two, they booked two view, uh, viewings of that that Friday night. There was a 7 o'clock screening, which was the regular Rowdy Interactive. And then there was ours. Now, I know we advertised it. As a singing only thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was necessarily advertised that within Screenland itself. And I don't think the, the, the 7 o'clock show was, was realized that it was a rowdy one as well. So, so again, keep that in mind. And as we realized, number one, it sold out, which was great. Mm-hmm. It usually does. But then we're like, oh, no. Because, listen, if you showed up with Rocky Horror Picture Show at, a, at Screenland, I would probably assume, yes, it's going to be interactive. Of course. That's what you normally would assume. Now... We kind of played the part of the bad guys here and said, listen, this is going to be kind of a special screening in that we just would prefer you to just sing along, quote Mm -hmm. along, but not the second script. Yeah, no talking, no texting, no vape. Exactly, exactly. And immediately, immediately. We were met with jeers and booze. It's a good thing we didn't hand out uh, produce beforehand because we could have put together a hell of a salad Mm -hmm. with all the things they were going to throw at us. And I kind of, we engaged that. We're like, listen. We knew we were going to have an uphill battle at the get. I mean, we knew it because it's Rocky Horror and like. So (laughs) I know eventually cooler heads prevailed. We got through it. Um, Mm -hmm. You listen, I. This is a long way of saying and a long apology, number one, to any of the people that came out. Because I I know I always anyone that came out assuming that 
I do apologize. I, you know, I understand that may have, you know, wilted the experience. Um, our apologies to anyone where, where the people were interacting. And I know Genius was acting like a, um, a the Rocky Horror Police School Marm. Yeah. <laughs> but specifically, apologies to film family member Lauren Daly. And I only mention this because, as always, she was there on Friday Night Frights, which was wonderful to see. But that Friday, the movie crypt were doing one of their slumber party massacres. Now, for those of you who aren't aware of this, one of the tiers of their Patreon is they, on Friday nights, they actually live cast them watching a movie. So it's like a live commentary track. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And <clears throat> I apologize to Lauren because as I was listening to it today on the rebroadcast, because we did a lot of stuff beforehand. Right. They mentioned, oh, hey, there's Lauren. Lauren's leaving us. And, oh, no. I realized which Lauren that had to be. Because they don't call her out too often. Because, again, Lauren is awesome on the, the chat boards. She's always there with the live stuff. And that. And I realized, it's like, oh, shit. Lauren left the awesome Slumber Party Massacre where they were watching Trick or Treat. Oh. Which we'll get to. We'll get to. Oh. To come to that. Now, I know you happened to talk to, to Lauren afterwards. Yeah. And just say, hey. And she seemed okay, correct? Yeah. I was like, do you have a good time? She was like, yeah. But, like, you know, I was... Honestly, I was trying to hightail it out of there yep. as quick as I could. Yep. Not in like not running, but, but you didn't want the the torches I, and the pitchforks I after was, you. I wasn't like uh, exactly. I was like, you know what? I Persona just said I, non grata. Just, I said goodbye. I said my goodbyes and my hellos and like thank you for coming. And like my my work here is done. I must flee. I must go. My planet needs me. So, Lauren, I apologize. We apologize yes. for taking you away from Trick or Treat with at, Adam and Joe and Arwen. At the same time, I'd like to think you had fun. I'd like to think a lot of people had fun, especially because there was a lot of first timers there. And I would like to think, like, even though with my, like, you know, guys, please stop talking. They still had a good time and they enjoyed the movie. I mean, and then at the end of the day, we want people to enjoy the movie, especially people who are like, like you said, if this is their first time, a lot of people's first time can get ruined by that. Like, it, in, but I think though there is an assumption. Like I said, an, I'm, one of the things I learned long but ago. No, yes, never it is assume. an assumption. When it comes to Rocky Horror, you're gonna yell and stuff. But I, I just, but I, I, yeah, we want, we definitely want to apologize to everybody yeah, involved. Yeah. I mean, I think we it, we'll handle it differently. Certain, next, well, if by handle it, it's just listen. That's not normally our thing. Mm-hmm. I again, we love it. It's yeah. legit. One but, of. We legit like the movie, but we'd like everyone to have that experience. So again, hey, you know what? I feel like we were Neo in the Matrix, just dodging all that. But if you would like a Patreon apology, (laughs) don't dream it. Head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just so much goodness. Also that was, but that was fucking cool to just see a whole, uh, theater full of people don't dream and be you know it would only would have been better if it was in a pool but beggars can't be choosers so like we'll get there eventually (laughs) senso and philo vision for the rocky horror picture show that's what we should do we should have like instead of like when people do float trips for jaws they just do floating in like for rocky horror and then all of a sudden oh because you know it would turn into the floor show. Oh yes. Don't dream it. You would uh, you would have to put a lot of uh, chlorine, chlorine in the pool afterwards. <laughs> you get that fucking beach you just done because there's gonna be some some Transylvanias in there tonight. <laughs> uh yeah. When you when you're, when you're when you're waiting for the test results, you'll be in waiting in anticipation. <laughs> but maybe that stain is really to blame. 
So I'll remove the coals. <laughs> but not the friction! <laughs> and listen, listen. If Genius and I, in another time, another place, we would have probably been in costume and engaged and everything. I have a dirty little secret involving me in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, I can't get too personal with it, but like, literally. <laughs> I played Rocky once in an in a impromptu shadow cast. So. There you go. Yep. There you go. So. <laughs> oh, and again, what I love is the fact that we are back in Walden. Mm -hmm. A different Walden, but a tradition is tradition. And we started doing the Halloween Hangover episode probably about. I think maybe even like the first year into the podcast. I think so. I think it was after our first big Halloween. It was the Nerdoween, our yeah, very first and one. So we were like, dude, it's a nice day. Let's fucking celebrate outside. So technically, this is our sixth yeah. Halloween hangover episode. I can't do it. It's November now. It's November. <laughs> 364 made dirty days. Yeah. <laughs> it throws off the timbre. It, it Just totally throws does. It, it totally it does. Throws it off. But this is something we've been doing for a while because typically and traditionally, in the month of October is usually the when we're the most busy, mm -hmm. and therefore we have the most to look back on yeah. and reflect. And whether it is events, whether it is movies, whether it's just life, things happen. Things, and, big things happen in October. And this month and this year, as we all know, has <laughs> been something of a dumpster fire for many of us. Yep. And I know, honestly, I was I was really looking forward to the month of October. Because it is usually the safe month. Yeah. But unfortunately, COVID has also affected the month of October. Because I'm not going to lie, as wonderful as it was, mm -hmm. as many wonderful movies as I, as I saw, October felt different, man. You know, it was just like when I'm talking about that weird song, it throws off the timbre. 2020 threw off the timbre of October and Halloween and everything. I mean, it's still there. We still did a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. But it just seemed like things got to get shifted and things had to get everything changed so much so rapidly that we were still trying to figure out what to do and how to do it like we i honestly i didn't know if shocktober would happen i, I didn't know I, if nerdoween was gonna happen i didn't exactly there, all the way up until october first we didn't know if it was gonna happen so, so like because and when we build it up so much and when we're looking forward to it then there is then that that stress then that comes involved and then the anxiety mm -hmm. and the release itself was great because I have been staying pretty true to my credo ever since my birthday where I was trying to watch a new movie every single day, which I did for probably about three weeks. Mm -hmm. But at this point I am watching at least three new movies a week, which I'm staying pretty strong to. But I was lucky enough here in the month of October to watch about 15 new films nice brand new to me which was all sorts of wonderful and that's what we generally do with these halloween hangovers we reflect back and we're gonna talk all about why things were the way they were mm -hmm. but I, a number of these was nice because i was actually see was able to see them as the first time through screenland because yeah. right now screenland is the only game in town and let's just let's talk about it this was the first year in quite a while we didn't do a dismember. Right. The Which Alamo. also threw out the timbre, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and that one-two punch of Nerdoween and dismember was, that's always been the highlight weekend it's, of of October's. And for know? the past three years, we've had Nerdoween on a Friday. And then dismember on a Saturday. And that was typically about seven films within <laughs> two days. And it was, it was an event. I think generally people always had a good time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they were two different audiences. Yeah. You had people that are loyal to Screenland. You had people that were loyal to the, you know, Alamo. But then you had the Venn diagram. Yeah. And then there was the carryover. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, our people for the most yeah. part. 
Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? But as COVID has affected a number of things, we, you know, the, the draft house at this point, I honestly don't know if it will be coming back. Yeah, I don't and think so. So that in itself was a little bit weird. So we realized at this point we could probably shift things around. Mm-hmm. So shall we talk about some of our initial movie experiences or shall we talk about Nerdoween first? Let's talk about Nerdoween. Okay. Let's so, talk about Nerdoween. So we normally hold it on Fridays. Uh-huh. In fact, I think from the beginning. It's always been on a Friday. It's always been on a Friday because Dismember's been on Saturday. It is a usually a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. And we were in our sixth year. And looking back, I mean, we've been fortunate to see some pretty wonderful movies. Absolutely. And also, we've been able to, I'd like to think, expose people to... Introduce them to some, yes. some wild, wonderful movies. Because one of the joys of the, the interactivity we get is to, again, interact with the people. Who's seen it for the, this for the first time? And yeah. The way we always program these, again, if we always have to assume this episode is going to be someone's first time. So Nerdoween started six years ago. That's crazy. It's beyond crazy. It's wonderful and crazy. And it was at Screenland Tapcade. And, you know, October's different because this is also not only the first year without Dismember. This is the first October without Screenland Tapcade. Yeah, that's... It, I miss that place, man. I do too. That, that was like even Monday Mystery Movie Nights is like going to or even just hanging out, going to be, grab a burger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so more fun to do. There's a tapcade hole shaped in my heart right there now. There is. There is. But six years ago, are you ready for the sex, girls? They allowed us to put together a little marathon because that's one thing that we were lamenting that beyond what they were doing at the draft house, Screenland really hadn't put on any marathons. Mm-hmm. So we of course offered up our services, like, hey, can we program? three to four films yeah and they're like yeah let's do three it's like cool and much like we were doing with monday mystery movie night at the time we didn't want to advertise what the films were we wanted it to all be a surprise for you yeah but from the get-go we wanted to do a theme so you would at yeah. least know what you were getting, getting in. into because like <laughs> Cause, especially because if we because we were like well maybe this was like year two that we were doing the podcast year um, one of Nightmare Junkhead? Uh-huh. Most likely. Yeah, so we wanted to do something kind of fun, but at the same time, like, we wanted to surprise at the same, but not terrify. No, no, no have fun is the is the key and the yeah. goal there. So our first year, our theme were demons. I think it was a great, that was a great lineup. I was very happy with that lineup. We opened up with demons uh-huh. from 1985 which i think probably 90 percent of the audience was seen for the first time mm-hmm. and again it's hard to think back that long ago but <laughs> i distinctly remember people reacting to every scene that you would think they would react to with demons what the fuck where's rosemary <laughs> we followed that up with night of the demons and again people reacting with what the fuck with linnea's lipstick and again, the the fun of hosting these is to give context <laughs> and to let people inside to Genius's awkward upbringing. Right. <laughs> a learning about anatomy. And then we close things out with Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight. Mwah. Fantastic. Fantastic again, movie. So many people seen it for the first time. This is one of those that is a very sneaky, um, it, uh, in terms of horror noir, uh, Ernest Dickerson directed it. Mm-hmm. So it is the uh, same guy that did, you know, with Tales from the, um, uh, no, not Tales from the Hood. That's Cundiaf and uh, Scott. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. No, but he was, uh, no, Ernest Dickerson was the uh, photographer for. Tales from um, the Dark Side. Yes. Well, uh, for Spike Lee, actually. He was oh, his oh, DP oh, yeah. for a long time. Anyway, anyway. So we closed out with that, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came out. That is where we met Julie for the first time. 
one of our members of the film family to this yeah. day. That was, and I remember because we were going around and asking people like, "How did you hear about this?" Because mm-hmm. do you remember? We were scared to death that no one was going to show up. We were terrified. It, it was like, like, okay, where's, you know, it, it was. Oh, it's always. In fairness, I'm always scared nobody's going to show up. Anything that we do, yeah, no, no. Hey, there's been some sparse Friday night frights, but it sold out. Yeah, and we met a lot of new people, and tra- and they still come to this day. And, and that's the thing. Tradition started. The pre-show started with the film strip that I used to see back in the day uh, in elementary school, around Halloween. They would break out this film strip that contained uh, Camille Saint Saens' "Danse Macabre," one of my favorite songs. And that film strip is on YouTube. So I started it with that, and then it feeds into everything. But every pre-show starts with that, and we've done it six years yeah. straight. So it's tradition, again, tradition, tradition, tradition. So the second year, it was our second year. We thought, well, what are the three films we're going to bait? What are we going to do theme-wise? Sequels. Why not? Part two. Part twos. (laughs) But in fairness, we wanted to do some representation because... (laughs) This is where we went off the rails. Well, this is where we learned some lessons. Yeah. (laughs) So we opened up... Well, we actually learned some lessons in uh, uh, December with how how to open up movies. Yeah. (laughs) You technically should never, never, ever... Start off with Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's punishment of a different kind. (laughs) But we opened with uh, Scream 2, mm-hmm. which I think most people were familiar with, but it had probably, it's like one of those, it's either been it's a while. been a while or you've never seen it. At least seen it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And then we followed that up with 28 Weeks Later, which, wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Still plays well. Some will argue maybe better than the original. I, did, I am on that hill. I think it's a significantly better movie than the first one. And then our final film was another lesson. Uh-huh. Uh, we ended the night with Tobey Hooper's <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two dog, we hunt, and a few people did walk out on that one. <laughs> and and like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. It, it happens. It happens. And lesson learned, but another great time had. Mm-hmm. Third year we got together, we decided again so many possibilities. But the theme we decided ultimately is one of the things that we love on the podcast are anthologies. Yep. So why not put together a little marathon? And we called it oddly anthologies. There it is. There it is. And. That's where we opened up with the shit. Oh, yeah. Which was a great opening up. And, like, again, I don't think a lot of people saw that movie. 90% of them were seeing Tales from the Hood for the first time. Which is, I'm glad that we could give them that, you know? Well, it was right around the time that the Blu-ray came out. Uh So I think more and more people were discovering the movie. And, yeah, it played like gangbusters. That's a horrible terminology. Yeah, but... but then we went only really went with oddly anthology with yes. again I will stand on this hill to this day Waxworks is a total anthology movie. What do you call it? A totally anthology. No, what do you call the movie itself? Waxworks. Okay, I think it's just Waxwork. No way, dude! It's Sonics. I, <laughs> it's just how I talk. Okay, no, that's, I think it's. <laughs> Is that it's why collecular. it's Buck Flowers and not be, Buck Flower? Maybe, dude. Dude, I say Town Topics. I say Sonics. It's like. No, it Wax explains works. a lot. It explains Maybe a lot. Maybe Buck Flowers. Uh, Maybe I, it's the K and the S at the end of it. <laughs> Supersonics. Oh, that's funny. No, I just kind of noticed that there. Buck but, Flowers! But no, yeah, we, we the second film was... Go down to Waxworks. That actually, <laughs> imagine Buck Flower as the Marquis de Sade. Do-do-do-do-psh. All this whipping is giving me a lot of tired. Give me one of them PBRs over there, goddamn. Psh. <laughs> he, he whips the PBR open. I wouldn't have taken anything away from the film ultimately, but again, a number of people seeing that for the first time. Step into the hobo. It's the hobo play set. Bloop. 
<laughs> Good lord. See, this is Buck Flower and all those cats can totally derail things, whether it be it follows or this podcast. It's just going to happen. It's just Buck. It follows, it happens. It happens, it but, bucks. But we closed things out in a classy way. And the fact, the fact, unfortunately, that year was the year that we lost George A. Romero. Mm-hmm. So we closed things out with Creepshow. Yeah. And you can't, in terms of anthologies. That is the, the granddaddy and the king. It is. So. And so, again, I think people enjoyed it. Um, that was the year I think we got out a little bit after midnight. And then after that, I started going, mm, we're going to program a little bit differently. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to try and go 90 minutes or less. I think the fourth year was about the time I hit my 40s. So. Yeah. The fourth year, we went we went to the stars and above, uh-huh. and we went sleazy sci-fi, which I think to this day might be one of my favorite lineups. Yeah? We started with uh, Terror Vision. <laughs> I'm talking about Lamore. Martians, Deed of the Universe. Such a sleazy movie. And a number of people seen it for the first time. And so fun. And so many reactions. That's then, Uncle Rico? That's uh, the the French girl from uh, Better Off Dead. Right. It's again so many people, and it. it's the guy from Hamburger, uh, the motion picture. <laughs> it's beef. <laughs> this film has yeah, everything. It's got everything. Uh, we followed that up then with going kind of classy, but still very sleazy with From Beyond, mm-hmm. which again plays like gangbusters. And uh-huh. That's when we put out the shots. Yeah, the, the eyeball. eyeball shots. Uh huh. Again, we try to go at Tapcade when when we have like a full fucking kitchen. We try to do a little bit of panache. We tried to make it fun. Yeah, that was the thing. And then we closed things with kind of the wild card of the sleazy sci-fi. <laughs> the bunch. wild card in 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 the genre. <laughs> From beyond, we went extra. <laughs> that is such. It's so weird because one minute, like, there's shit, scary shit in the woods, and then another minute there's human pregnancy, and then there's, like, dwarf clowns juggling chickens. and Full-size toy soldiers. It's insane. It's insane. It's almost like it's almost like if Aliens meets Trumpy, you are magical. You know? It's- it truly tripped everyone out. And I think ended things with it. What the hell did we just watch? What's wrong with you guys? Exactly, exactly. So again, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> Last year was our fifth year, and it's mm-hmm. so funny how these things kind of come together. Because when we went to the fifth year, you thought the Roman the v. numeral V, yeah, which then led you to what movie? Killer Cars, Christine. Exactly. We're like, oh, you know, we went Killer Cars. So we started thinking initially, like, what if we did all three films? Yeah, of Killer Cars, which technically would have done. Shit, what if we did Christine, the Maximum car, Overdrive, and, the, and car. the car? That would have been fucking rad, but I think we would have blown our shot and missed out on something magical. Yes, we did. So we expanded beyond Killer Cars, and we went to Killer Nouns. Mm-hmm. So the entirety of the marathon was a killer person, na- place, or thing. <laughs> so we opened then with one and, listen. This is great. This is great. This is, I'm not going to lie, one of my favorite memories of the past 10 years. I think mine too. We opened with. Uh, we scared the hell God. out of everyone. <laughs> we opened. This machine called me an asshole. We opened with Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive, which I'd again 90% seen it for the first time. Moments in this film that happened organically between the making love like a hero to the, the, all the cars turned into Maximum Overdrive. Yay! You know, I, I go back to the Halloween Hayward episode last year. I talked about it. I walked out of the theater because I was smiling so much. People reacted. It was so good. We followed that up with a killer kid. Mm-hmm. Cooties. Mm-hmm. My first time viewing. Awesome. And then we closed thing with a killer animal. And we experienced something. Mm-hmm. That was a first timer for me. Yeah. 
and when so when we when we get in front of everyone, we let we we play trailers that are nerd knowledge trailers to p- what you put to movies together to get the movie that you're seeing. So we let people guess what the films are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as someone guessed it right, and we bring up the title, so we then have a little like uh, you know poster behind us or something. Like, do you have a guess? Is it arach- It's arachnophobia. We pulled it up, and then you just hear nope. And then you just saw somebody just get up. It Thanks, was like guys. two families. <laughs> They're like, nope, 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 nope. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 <laughs> gave us a walkout in the film. Arachnophobia gave us a walkout before the film. <laughs> a PG-13 film. Yes. And then even during the movie, that, oh, that, couple, that couple. Oh, my gosh. They were so terrified. They, like, literally were watching the movie with between the hoodie down and the hands and the fingers, and they were just so scared. And then, of course, I wanted to fuck with them. I had the rubber spider in my hand and everything. We were in the way Tapcade was set up at the end of the film. We would <laughs> usually go to the side because that's where the control panel was. Yeah. And the couple were... Thankfully, the couple was on the other side because I did keep you in check. Because <laughs> I... I was slowly get over here. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so again, such a good time was had, and we're like, mm-hmm. how the hell do we follow that up? Because this is our sixth year now. But then we go, oh, six, 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 six. and three films. Well, why not we give a little hail to the day of hell? Hail Satan! Hail! Hail Esteban! Hail a bale! Mm, hail a bale! So all three films revolved around the devil. Mm-hmm. And this was tough because when we when we always do something like this, we put together a master list, all available films oh, that yeah. we can have the opportunity to program, and then we sometimes go, well, what are the must-haves? Well, this is a must-have. This is and you. you you have more than three. Right. Then you have to break it down even more. Exactly. And it was tough because we also wanted to give kind of a good representation because I think in the um, the second one we did, we were able to go from like 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Mm-hmm. So we try to run the gambit because although it would be dope to have an all nothing, 80s, right. all 80s is not everybody's flavor. And again, it's not like we're trying to appease the masses because we know we ain't going to please everybody. No. Yeah, but, Rocky Horror showed that. But at the same time, we're... We're gonna, we want to make sure that everybody has a good time. Yes. Representation matters. Yes. So this year we went with a 70s flick. 80s flick and a modern flick. Very like, modern. Like two years old. That's like the youngest flick we've ever shown. It was kind of crazy. It's a baby movie. And it's really funny because, again, we always put together a trailer reel beforehand. And before Maximum Overdrive, specifically, I opened with the trailer for... The, the car, car. <laughs> and I just saw that movie for like the first time about two, three months beforehand. As had I, and I feel like yes, yes, this movie is great. It's got everything. Well, Ronnie Cox, Poppy Thanos. I well, and the trailer always cat poo. The cat poo. The, the, <laughs> the trailer always kills. You mm-hmm. know, regardless, people react to it, and then I'd watched it, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is this is going in Nerdoween. So I had you watch it and I was I was waiting with bated breath going, Oh dude, if he doesn't like this, I'm gonna be heartbroken because I want this to open Nerdoween. And you came back to like, oh this is wonderful. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hands in the air. <laughs> now for the reciprocity and the and the circular nature of this, uh the trailer for Maximum Overdrive was included right. for the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm scare the hell out of you. We played the car and the car killed. Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, people at the end were going... 
In fact, every time you heard the synonymous <laughs> people would react. It was great. Uh, from 1977, and uh, it's fun and also PG rated. Yeah. So we followed last year's PG-13 to PG, family friendly, if you will, for the most part. And as, but then we blew that all. We blew oh. that family friendliness. We warned them. We gate. warned them. And like I said, again, ninety percent of the people seen the car for the first time. So I think, and I think again, think everyone had a good time with it. Absolutely. Now the second one was an I've seen that for me, and I was like, awesome. Well, last year the Cooties was an I've seen that for me. So mm-hmm. and that was our second film. So I'd like to think again, keeping the balance there, the second film was, and I've seen that for yeah. you, and one that I came back to, and again, it had been a while since I'd seen it, so I had to revisit it to make sure it was up for snuff, and I was like, ooh, this one might be pretty good. Uh, we went from car to computer with the devil, <laughs> and we summed up 1981's Evil Speak. That was a really good movie. Slow burn. Um, g- I'm not I'm not good pet violence there's no such thing but a good comeuppance yeah because it wasn't pet violence for being pet violence it wasn't michael myers um (laughs) we'll get to him but it was like (laughs) it was a great movie a slow burn clint howard devil possession by bull by bull shannon yeah he's fucking possessed by bull shannon hail esteban hail esteban oh my god yeah (laughs) it's um i Was a little weary of it because of the animal violence potentially, but because of the comeuppance, because yeah. they get theirs at the end, it definitely helps. And that ending, when Hassan Shop he goes crazy <laughs> and is cleaving people with his sword, it has possessed Clint Howard. It's it's pretty amazing. It's Hail Hail Esteban, and then we close things out with one from a couple of years ago, one that if you go back to when we were doing like our year end review. I think was one of the top, you know, horror films for both of us. Uh, you go from the car to the computer to, to board games to yes. the playground, and we went. And man, when you can close things out with Samara weaving, oh, you done something right. I mean, like, because it's such a good movie, and it's Samara. It's it, Ready or Not was one of the biggest surprises for me from a few years ago, but I would have been more surprised. Run, run, run! It's no, to run too hard and. Now, this being said, again, Evil Speak, again, 90% of the people seen it for the first time. Ready or not, it was about 50%, which for me was a victory because mm-hmm. I f- assumed people probably would have seen this one, but I know it fell beneath a lot of people's radar as well. Yeah. So I knew. And so, again, 50% people. And listen, I think everyone had a good time. And thank you to everyone that came out to this year's Nerdween. Strangely enough, again, because everything is socially distanced, um, we had more people at the this year's Nerdween than we could have at Screenland Tapcade yeah. because it was a little bit smaller. Yeah. Which, I will admit, lost a little bit of the intimacy involved with Nerdoween, just kind of being not even so much close with the people. It is kind of being close, but just having everything in studio, so to Yes, speak. exactly. And also, thank you, Mount Baldy, for running things up in the projector booth in for us. In the ones and the twos? Yes. Absolutely, dude. Seriously, he is the third nerd. No, we completely. Can't do without completely. Him. Um but it just felt a little bit off. But it was wonderful to see all three of those films on screen one, theater uh-huh. one. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, it, it, if that's the new tradition, I'm totally good with that's it. That's fine. We'll work with that. You Absolutely. Know I mean? And it's not that like, oh, we'll work with that. No, it's like, no, no it, it's it's great. We were privileged and oh, so absolutely. happy to be had there. had a good time. Everybody had a good time. And then hopefully, you know what, if this is the new uh, new home, and we can open up this more seats by oh, yeah. uh, by next October. Oh, can you imagine? You oh, know, f- oh man, it, you know what? One of these days, it's gonna look like the um the opening of the Muppet movie. 
<laughs> and I'm gonna love it. This is what we, we call nerdowing. Nerd <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Then that puts a lot of pressure on Nerdoween Seven, my friend. I know. Especially if we're going to, you know, so that means we're going to call our shot as wonderful. Now, think about that. That's eighteen different films then that we have been able to, you know, put together and experience with people. We're at it. We're going to to twenty one films. We got to look at three films now that might blow your mind. So yeah. we're going to set the bar high on that one. But again, especially thanks again, Lauren, Joel. Thank you all for coming out specifically to Nerdoween. Again, hope you all had some fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! I, what are we gonna do for the seventh one? I don't know. I got ideas. Yeah, and immediately someone we was got like, some like, themes. Seventh movies from franchises. We're like, oh no, no, because like we want to, we want to, yeah. we want to incur. We're a positive. Yes. We're but a now, again, not saying that like you know Jason lives. Oh, Amber Alert, folks. Or or actually, I think they finally found genius. <laughs> um, again, the the dangers of recording here in Walden. But Nerdoween was only one particular set of movies that I saw, and I saw a number of first-time watches this month, which I'd, I've shared with folks on Patreon. Uh, again, for just a dollar a month, you can hear me share my... For just a dollar a month, you can give me... and Let me hear me share my thoughts. It's not as sad as In a... the uh, arms of the angels. But a lot of you then have probably heard my thoughts on this, but I wanted to throw a few off of you, especially to get your thoughts on some of these films, and some of them I know are probably I've seen that's for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start things off with the first film that I saw in the month of October, and this is only because I saw a trailer that we put together for one of our Shutter shoutouts when we did uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting Terror. <laughs> and it was for a movie called The Unborn. Is that... The one with the poster of the lizard baby in the bottle. No, that's the kindred. That's the kindred. That's the kindred. The unborn. Is that a... No. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm watching the trailer for it, and who shows up but one James Karen? (gasps) Exactly. So I was like, okay, I need to see this out. So I saw it on Tubi. And to be or not to be, whether you should watch this film, oh boy. Yeah, it's... um, Is it, it like... So he plays a fertility doctor. Who's Uh-oh. like super successful? Ah! <laughs> yeah, and they say he's nefarious. And oh no! Oh yes! Oh yes! And is he a diddler? He's not a diddler, actually. He's a pretty. He's he's a decent doctor, actually. Oh, okay. But because it's a horror film, um, let's just say this would make an interesting double feature with the suckling. Okay. And if you haven't seen that, I'm not going to be the one to recommend it. It is a Vinegar Syndrome title. Okay. Do your own math there. (laughs) But let me just say, you need to watch it as Uh a James Karen fan, as a horror fan. This is Rodman Flender's first film. Oh. He soon after did Leprechaun 2 and then eventually made his way into Idle Hands. Right. Um, It's not going to be for everyone, though, because it does go into some sensitive territory uh, in terms of abortions and things like that so it's again it's not family friendly but it's well worth especially if you're a james karen fan because he's really really good in it um now another one i saw and this is a newbie actually was brandon cronenberg's possessor with andrew riseborough i heard it's fucked up so i didn't realize this was one i went in totally blind to Mm -hmm. so i didn't realize mandy was in it Mm mm-hmm I didn't recognize Mandy in it because she's unrecognizable in this movie. But isn't that like that the thing? Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't until the end I was like, oh, Andrew, oh, shit, that's right. Okay, perfect. Um, Number one, this is Cronenberg's kid. Does the apple not slide down too far from the tree? 
Don't bite into that apple, my friend. (laughs) It is one of the most uber-violent films I've seen this year. It is also continuing the grand tradition here in the 2020, we're hanging dong. Oh, (laughs) okay. And And Cronenberg dong? Oh, well, I shouldn't say the dong is hanging as so much as it is really in your face. Oh, shit. About to enter something that you also see. (laughs) Because this is a new one that I saw in the theater... I saw this. So, two stories here. <laughs> so, I've really grown accustomed to the front couch in Theater One. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. It's, it's not best. too close, actually. You really get to take in everything. So, you get to peripheral experience things behind you. So, behind me, the couch is right behind. A family of three came in, and it was an older, not an older mother, but a mother and her two daughters. <laughs> the daughters were of age, at least they looked like it. They looked to be 18. <laughs> But they had the eleven year olds gonna see a Cronenberg movie. I mean, in fairness, we've seen worse set younger, but at the same again, time, I saw RoboCop at the age of eleven. But so. it's not long, long melt the new dong. I mean, like, <laughs> but I heard them several times. You could hear the shifting kind of uncomfortable, <laughs> which is like, oh, good job, Cronenberg. <laughs> but apparently, Joe Lynch saw this at the drive-in, and. Similar thing happened where within the first... Was it zombie movie all over again? Yes, like the first like 10 minutes when the first bits of violent hits, he said about probably 50% of the audience turned on their car lights and left. <laughs> and then when the first bits of dong were hung, then like the rest of the people left. And he's like, the only fans that people were left were genre fans that like went in to watch Possessor. <laughs> so yes, you should experience it. It is really worth your time. It is in the day when we have both Tenant... And um, 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 Synchronic, mm-hmm. see Possessor and Synchronic. Okay. Avoid Tenet. Okay. Uh, that's just me. Right. Now, I've been able to kind of go old school with a lot of these first-time viewings as well. And I had a first-time chance to watch The House of Frankenstein. Ooh. Dude, I'm telling you, those crossovers, those crossover ones did it right. Well, and you grew up on a steady diet of a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I've seen that with probably you on a lot of these for the most part. So... Where was this is one that you were you knew as well? Oh yeah, I used to love those like old House of Frankenstein where you had like Frankenstein and Wolfman and shit, and they would all fight. And like, it's been a while since I've seen this one, but I remember really enjoying these old school movies because they are have that gothic charm. They're shot beautifully, and like some of the stories still hold up, especially with Frankenstein. I've always related to Frankenstein, so I love those Frankenstein movies. But House of Frankenstein. It was so enjoyable because it was part of a double feature with the Monster Squad. Yeah, it makes per- perfect sense. They rolled into each other perfectly, but it's... How he's like this unsung hero of the whole thing. Again, like in Monster Squad, he's trying... <laughs> it's not bogus. No, no. No, and the, the fact Scary. That, that you've got Dracula as played by a Carradine back in the day, which is kind of great. Um, the int- reintroduction of the Wolfman, and it's a revenge story mm-hmm. at its heart, which was actually pretty rad. And then also a little bit of... The, the I think it was Daniel was the hunchback guy, and then you know the problems he's having with the di- like I was totally engaged with the movie. It was legit good, and also like all good Universal films, it's like a fucking tin. Exactly, it's like just tell the story and then we're done. Couple of bomb, 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 and then like cool. It's good. Yeah. Now another one that was a first timer for me, and this is one that was shot locally here in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Is uh, I think it was 1960s Carnival of Souls mm. was a first time viewing. That is a freaky one, isn't it? When she starts tripping out and shit. I didn't know what to expect with it, and it's still it's stuck with me to this day. Um, the cinematography, 
the visions, the the the, the first time when other ghouls show up, how beautiful it is and uh-huh. just haunting. I don't want to fucking go over bridges though, man. The, the, that's <laughs> that cements the fact you don't want, especially Kansas. You don't want to go over Kansas. Bunch bridges. of street toughs engaging you into to to. <laughs> no, it's the fact that the movie starts like that immediately, and then you start with this drag race that goes, you know, off bridge. And then you have this lady who may or may not have survived it. She may or may not be dead. Uh, the 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 organ playing mm-hmm. when she becomes transgressed and the priest comes. He's like, you were possessed by something. All of that. I just and I saw it in theater one or no, I, I should say I saw it in the theater it was uh, theater two. But it was it was just so transfixing. But it's that weird black and white existential dread. Yes, shit. It's like but, a student film. Do you remember the guy in the movie? That- Her neighbor? No, no, just no, not the ghoul, just her neighbor uh-uh. who is a ghoul. This dude, ghoul. He is like every bit of like toxic masculinity. And listen, like I was reacting to him every every time he came on screen. I'm like this mother f this guy. There was a and I don't want to assume she was drunk. But I think she was drunk cuz I noticed the way she was hunkered over and her boyfriend was rubbing her back. But every time he came into the movie, she would just start going ah like I would hear her react <laughs> to the point where she went, fuck this guy. And again, we just talked about it. We don't like that. T- but everyone was feeling it and thinking it. And right, she immediately went, I'm so it. sorry. She apologized. But we all laughed. Because we're like, yeah, fuck this guy. I mean, he is just horrible. <laughs> and it was such a great little communal experience. I think, Lauren, I think you were there as well. Uh, it was it was kind of incredible. But it's a movie that has really stayed with me to this day. Um, the Exorcist 3. Dude, that movie is rad. That movie is rad. How it took me this long to finally get to it. I'm I'm so ashamed. Here's it's, the thing. I saw it in the theater when I was young, but I didn't get it and I didn't like it. That sounds like it's an adult movie. Mm-hmm. I, like cuz I wanted to see Exorcist 3, right? You'll be happy with what you get with. And I wasn't. You know, so it took me a while to get to it yeah. again, but then once I got to it, I'm like this is proper scary and George C. Scott is great. Brad Dourif is amazing. Yes. And then seeing how everything connects though because it's a movie, I know this I know the jump scare scene which is amazing. Right. I know the showdown between Dourif and then the switching up between him and Karis. You know, I know all that. I know the the controversy between uh you know, uh, William P- Peter Blatty and the producers, all that stuff, but I'd never seen it front to back and so good. Mm-hmm. So good. In fact, was supposed to see it for a Friday Night Fright. Things went weird, and I had to rush home to make sure Lola was okay. Again, if you'd like to know more, uh, go to patreon.com slash nightmarejunket. Hear my thoughts about it on I've Seen That. But, needless to say, everything is all above board right now. Now, going back to the 50s again. This is really embarrassing to admit I hadn't seen beforehand, because we even hosted, like, a weird double feature. But uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, man. That movie. Okay, so what'd you think? It's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. Again, I knew I've seen bits and pieces of it. Now, the one thing I'd never seen actually was when he takes one the one of the male divers down. The way he rolls up to him, grabs his leg, and then immediately goes back down. I was haunting, mm-hmm. but like because it was so predatoristic, it was so animalistic. It wasn't a dude grabbing a dude. It no. was a it was an actual creature devouring doing something what he like does. It. Yeah, he did so good in that it's, movie. But I was also. I felt for the creature. Yeah. Oh my God! I felt for the creature yeah, in such he was a hard just hanging way. Hanging out and just doing his own thing. He's reacting to people that are normally not in his area. He sees a nice-looking lady. Someone's a little socially awkward as myself, you know. And listen, I'll even admit this: this is really kind of weird. I actually had someone come up to me, and I think I don't want to say flirted with me, but introduced themselves to me. 
And she was, what's even better, I think she was like age appropriate for me too. And I went fight or flight and I went flight sadly. And I kind of whooped it out of there. But it happens, dude. I felt like the creature at that moment where I was like, hey. and then I dove back into the water rather than saying, hey, I'm, I'm the creature. How are you? At least nobody came in like threw chemicals in your house to true. like like salt you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But needless to say, it had it really had an effect on me. And I totally get why people love it and why it holds yeah, up to this no, day. It super it's holds up to this day. Um, I mean, The Creature from the Black Lagoon is a wonderful movie. Now, again... The subsequent sequels, the diminishing returns when you get into part three and he's half human. The creature monks walks amongst us. You're right. When he's like tore from the Black Lagoon. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Well, that was the trailer I had beforehand as well, just to get people in the mood because mm -hmm. he's more svelte in creature. At least he was. The the swimmer's body. At least he didn't put like humanoids from beyond the deep in the shape of water. Hey, we don't do those kind of fish sticks here. Okay. (laughs) Now, staying classy and back again, way back in the day. Another one that I've seen and was aware of, uh, 1922's Nosferatu. That's a great movie, isn't it? (sighs) Dude, uh, people dismiss these old black and white silent film things, but like without this shit, without any, we would not have, not even horror movies, we wouldn't have goth subculture, we wouldn't have like... It's the foundation of so many things. Of so many things, so many shadow plays, and just so creepy i mean just wonderful scary spooky funny some yeah some of the magical shit they did in this movie from back in the day i'd like to think benny hill was influenced because there's a moment when the 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 count orlock's little hearse is going one and a half the music is amazing the score everything about it was mesmerizing i mean and it was one of those things like i was upset that it took me that long to actually get to the movie Right. But now I'm going to make sure like everyone experiences it because it's, it's legit. And again, proper good. if you'd like to hear the food poisoning experience I had with this film and my oh, first no. experience, yeah, again, go to Patreon. Um, now from classy to family friendly, two films that I saw for the first time. First one was Practical Magic. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. You should see it. It's actually a lot darker than you think in yeah. terms of a romantic comedy where you put the lime in the coconut and shake it all. The, right. that, that kind of scene. I do like Sandra Bullock. Oh, and this I is, do like Nicole Kidman. And this is 1992, Sandra Bullock in 1992. Uh, I do like Sandra Bullock. And Nicole I do Kidman. like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and also it contains Zoe Webb, Chloe Webb, I should say, mm-hmm. from The Crow and all those. Yeah. Uh, Margot Ma- Martindale. Margot Martindale? And Mary Gross. Mary Gross. Yes. Mary Gross. It's a lot of those those actors. Yeah. Um, Hocus Pocus was a first time viewing for me this month. I know that you really gotcha. You liked that movie. I love that yeah. movie. I was, a, I was probably a junior in high school when it came out. It was 1993. Mm-hmm. So I know I would have dismissed it. I don't want to watch some Disney. Kitty stuff. And for some reason or another, I just never got around to it. It's wonderfully dark, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's wonderfully dark. But it's so funny uh-huh. and charming. And I fell in love with the Sanderson sisters, and I was lucky enough, actually, I was able to introduce it as a part of the Night Before, Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus double feature. Because I was like, I, I want to host a movie with this because it's so good and so fun. And they're doing, uh, I think they actually did like um, a little reunion panel here. Yeah. Or something like that. So I'm I'm now in the Hocus Pocus world. <laughs> like, I, it's going to be on my yearly rotation completely. Nice. Um, a girl walks home alone at night. What did you think of that one? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I know you. that was one that it took you multiple times. Yeah. 
And I think I even probably didn't. I've seen that with you on that one where I'm probably, yeah, well, yeah, I've seen that. No, I, it did take me a while. The first time it was, I was uninterested and I was just like, eh. Mm-hmm. But upon the second one, this is a, it's a haunting and it's so beautiful. Were you a cat owner at the time when you watched it the first time? No. I'm wondering. That might be, that might be it. That might be it. That might be it. Oh, how you changed, my friend. <laughs> right? No, but it's a, it's. It's so it it would be a great double feature with Near Dark. Yes. Yes it would. Not oh. only the western motif but the love motif, no. the the ambiguous ending, not ambiguous, you kind of know what's going yeah. on, but but they yeah. don't really mention the V word. Mm-mm. No, it's legit beautiful, really good and staying with vampires. I for the first time I watched an interview with the vampire. Blah. Wish too Ooh. sexy. That's a sexy movie, though, dude. I mean, like, like one hundred percent. That's a sexy movie. Like, it just—it's classy. Well, and I—I I knew all about it, but I—I I wasn't prepared for Kirsten Dunst's performance in it. She's great. She is so good. She's ridiculously good, and this one also would pair well with Near Dark because of her and like little Homer's uh-huh. uh, predicament. Yeah, and this would pair well with her and Bring It On. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you can show with Bring It On is is just how that movie is gold, absolute gold. And then finally, watched Pet Cemetery Two for the first time. Uh, Clancy Brent, Mr. Krabs. It's I'm I and I said it. I, I'm I've seen that still. Watch it because I'm gonna probably watch it more than I will the original. Oh well, this one's fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the key word yeah. right there. Yeah, that's the key word. It's a. Uh, it's fun. I, 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 I after the first after the pet pet cemetery, I'm like, uh, even after the remake, is that better? Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. So, any first timers for you this month, my friend? Um, you know, actually, I've been, I've seen some new stuff. Uh, let's see, Yummy was a good uh, one that I've on, seen on recently. Shutter. Um, a couple of new Shutter stuff, La Llorona. I oh, saw how that, was that one. I it was. I heard good things about it. It's it's good. It's a good political thriller, but if you're not in the mood for a political thriller, it's more like I I'm more familiar with the actual like old school Mexican like tradition of it. Mm-hmm. And so when I watched this, I actually watched this with mom too. And uh I thought it's good. It's it's got some good scares and like the guy gets his good comeuppance, but and I thought it was a good political thriller spin on it, yeah. but I wasn't in the mood for a political thriller. That's fair. You know what That's I'm saying? Fair. And I'm not saying political thriller, but there's a lot of poli- po- political subtext in it and a lot of different... It makes sense, and it's very scary and precedent, but for the most part, I wasn't ready for it, but I liked what I saw. Nice. No, that's fair. That's fair. I can, we're, we're fair here at uh, mm-hmm. Nightmare Junkhead. Uh, a lot of the first time we're seeing, I've seen that uh, Veronica. That's one I can't get out of my mind. That is one I cannot... Get enough genius. Brain don't worry. Bleacher. It's my specialty. It's my specialty. Where I am, the neck breaker. <laughs> what am I doing? My nipples are weeping. God damn it! It's it is everything that people say it is, and it's definitely best experienced or viewed with a group. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to go on a solo mission on this one. I don't think. I think you need people to get you through it. And again, I'm sorry, Glenn Danzig. Dude, you, you, I, I'll check out what you have next time because I guarantee you probably learned something from this. Welcome to Walden. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, that's okay. That's why we have the good mics here. So, um, 
I don't know. Listen, any other final thoughts here for the month of October? I had a great time at the drive-in. Oh, the drive-in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Kansas City Horror Club. I had a great time at the drive-in. Uh, the drive-in was such a good time. I was so worried about them because, again, this was another one that we didn't know almost up to the last minute if everything was going to be fine. And then we even had to like put a disclaimer at the thing like, look. Everything is subject to change because it's fucking 2020. But I think everybody pulled together and I think everybody had a great time. I hope everybody had a good time, you know? I was there. Yeah. I can say I had a good time. Um, now the lineup that, was dope. Well, and the, not only the lineup was great, but you had a great turnout. Yeah. It was a really good turnout. Oh, it was, I, it was almost sold out. And it the was fact that it out. started a little windy mm-hmm. that day, so it's, but that even died down as well. And then by the time we got to Pumpkinhead and Trick or Treat, I mean, it's just, it, 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 what was weird though is the fact that both Nerdoween, well, Nerdoween, I guess I should say the, the drive-in at the horror club with the Kansas City Horror, it's usually about mid-October or beginning of October. For it's usually the, the first weekend of yeah. October. It's usually the very first weekend of October. Because that's so. usually set things off. And mm-hmm. then Nerdoween usually comes to the closer to the end, the end of October. Yeah, if not the last weekend, the weekend before, before the last, so. And everything, so everything was, again, off in October. <laughs> yeah. But everything went. Worked. And worked in October, mm-hmm. and I know I I can say, as weird as October was, it was still fun. It still, I saw a, apparently some amazing films for the first time, which I continue to. And let, let me just say this: I watched Ricochet for the first time. Oh boy, oh boy! Watch out, Chicken Little magazine is all I'm going <laughs> to say with that. Uh, but here in the month of November. I know we are going to be, we've got three episodes here that we're going to be looking again. We're going back to our fourth Nerdween and looking beyond uh, the stars there for Terror from Above. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is going to be great. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to uh, sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror is always a good kind of horror. Mm-hmm. And I know next week we are going to be going with the quasi-found footage. Uh, just a very interesting political movie, District 9, mm-hmm. which we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, no. Talking prawns. <laughs> Uh, I'll go take. I'm taking shellfish out of my diet. Uh, no, but again, as problematic as October has been or was, as 2020 has been, again, we're we're gonna get through this, gang. Oh yeah, we've only got two more months. Hey, gonna... you know, there's still a lot more cool horror to come out. Yes. You know, there's a lot of great things coming out, and you know what? This all in all, it's been a weird October, but it's been a good October. Well, there's been, been a lot of no. very fun things, and I. Glad that a lot of you guys out there could share all these fun things with us. And again, it's been virtual, you know, socially distanced in person, outdoors. It's good here. We're lucky enough in Kansas City to have that. Whatever you all are doing out there as well that are outside of our outside of our broadcast range, Mm -hmm. whether the apocalypse does hit is, you know, if we get more sounds out there. But no, sincerely, thanks to everyone that did come out. Absolutely. And just keep keep on keeping on. Oh, yeah, we got this. It's. 364 more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. The timbre's off, but that's okay. That's okay. We we got this, and we got you. You got us, and you know what? 2021 will be here in no time, and there'll still be a lot. And we still got Christmas to look forward oh, yeah. to. Oh, Deathcember. Deathcember. Ooh, and Christmas with the nerds. Oh, we, we locked the lineup yes, in. Yes, we have. We're ready for that one. That's I, always a fun time, too. That is, again, and that's our busy time of the year, and honestly... You'll blink and March Madness is going to be here. Mm-hmm. Again, we've already got that planned. We got that ready. So we got a lot of stuff to look forward to here in the remainder of 2020 and 2021. And so until we are taken and uh, probed potentially here, whether... <laughs> this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Happy Halloween. <laughs>